This communication was prepared for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice. All opinions or views reflect the judgment of the authors as of the broadcast date and are subject to change without notice. Julius Wealth Advisors, LLC, is a registered investment advisor. Our disclosure brochure, available at advisorinfo.sec.gov or through contacting us, provides further detail about our business, services, and fees. Wealth Advisors. Welcome to episode 11 of the Big Bo Show. In my opinion, we have a very, very special show for you today. And I just wanted to share why I am talking about this topic. See, lately I've been talking to many people, clients, friends, prospective clients, people around my neighborhood. Everyone seems down. Now, why are people down? Well, I mean, there's a lot going on in this world right now. Markets are falling. Mortgage rates are up. There's a war outside the U.S. and Ukraine between Ukraine and Russia. And I keep on hearing the term from people. And I ask them, hey, how are you doing? They say, I'm surviving. And in my opinion, that's a terrible term. It's a terrible way to live your life. So what I thought I would do for this show is to talk about something that's very important for me, something I've instilled in my own personal life, which are four ways to help you not just survive, but to thrive. Again, that's four ways to not just have you survive, but to thrive. Because in life, we need to thrive. We only have one life. And if you're just surviving, in my opinion, that's not the best way of going through life. So let's go through the four ways to help you not just survive, but to thrive on the Big Bow Show brought to you by Julius Wealth Advisors. Now, the first way that I think about how to thrive and not just survive is your mindset. Your mindset is not just what you think, but how you think. From what I have found, this can have an enormous impact on your well-being and your life as a whole. Now, I'll share a book that I read a few years back that was very powerful. It's a book by Carol Dweck, and it's actually called Mindset. And in this book, she talks about the concept of a fixed versus a growth mindset. In a fixed mindset, your abilities are your abilities. If you fail, mainly it's because you don't have the ability to succeed in whatever you are trying to accomplish versus a growth mindset. If you fail, it's really just a learning opportunity. See, I'll share a story with you. I was at a meeting a couple weeks back, and in that meeting, there was a powerful, successful female business leader who opened, who moved to this country from a very small remote village in Africa and seemingly with all odds stacked against her that she talked about, 
She was able to obtain financing, and now she runs six IHOPs, International House of Pancakes, and is her own real estate developer. And she's young. She's roughly 40 years old. And she said this very powerful statement at the end of her presentation, which I personally wholeheartedly agree with. And I think this goes very well into having the proper mindset. What she said was very powerful. She said that in life, in her mind, there's no such thing as failure. She's either winning or she's learning. If you're successful, you're successful. But if you have a setback, it's not a failure. It's a learning opportunity. And if we think of our failures or setbacks in life as learning opportunities, this helps you bring in that growth mindset. This also reminds me of another book I read uh, by Ray Dalio. If many people know who Ray Dalio is, he is the CEO and founder of Bridgewater Associates, which is one of the largest hedge funds in the industry or in the world. And if you read his book, The Principles, uh, one of the things that you would learn is that Ray Dalio failed many times. He had to move his family out of uh, out of their house into a small barn because uh, his company almost collapsed at one time when he misread and misjudged uh, some investments that he made. And he kept on having small failures and some material failures in his life. And he came up with pain plus reflection equals progress. Again, that is pain plus reflection equals progress. Again, this is another example of a growth mindset where no one's saying you failed. But of course, when you have setbacks, there's going to be some pain. And when you have this pain, the thing you need to do is reflect on this pain. Why am I having this pain? Why is this so painful? Because sometimes if you fail and there's no pain, well, okay, well, then it didn't really hurt that much. But if you reflect on, well, why is this painful? Then you can start to make and see what situations caused this setback and create some progress. So again, pain plus reflection equals progress. The other important part about a growth mindset, which is touched upon in this book, which I would encourage everyone to go out and get, or if you want to discuss it more with me, please reach out to me. Jason Blumstein, CEO and founder of Julius Wealth Advisors, reach out at info at juliuswealthadvisors.com, is that even if you have ability, you need to put forth effort. Now, there's a lot of people in life that are that are born with a ton of natural abilities. They're born with athletic abilities. They're born with good brains. And though a lot of people that have a lot of given natural abilities are also not as successful as they can be because in order to be have true success, if you have a proper mindset, you have to know that you have to match ability with effort. Now, this I can compare this in many different ways, but the first I compare this is when I see people in trying to create sustainable wealth, because this is what part of the show is about, food, football, finance. Now, there's a lot of people that have great incomes. They have, they went to great schools. They have natural ability to get into schools, to get good degrees. They get great jobs that provide great income. But in order to create wealth, you need to put in effort that it doesn't necessarily matter what your income is. You can't just have a great income. You have to take that income to produce cash flow, 
which then goes into producing growth in your net assets or your net worth. So you can go along and have a great salary. And if you're not putting in the effort to generate cash flow from your income and properly grow your net worth, you will stay on that perpetual hamster wheel. And eventually, unfortunately, one day, if that income runs out, which either it happens because you naturally happens, you get older and you and you age out of the workforce or you can't work. If you haven't taken the effort to grow your net worth, but yet your lifestyle has grown for 30, 40 years, that will then probably cause a lot of pain at that point. I'll give you another example is that many people know that Michael Jordan got cut from his high school basketball team. If you watch uh, the last last documentary on ESPN about all of the effort that he put in to practice and keep on putting effort to get better and to go on to win a championship at North Carolina and eventually win more than a handful of championships in the NBA, and in my opinion, being the greatest of all time in the NBA. Now, that's something that Michael Jordan knew. He had this growth mindset. He knew that Listen, if I get cut from my high school team, it doesn't mean that's my abilities. It's just That's just one person's opinion. That was just that high school coach's opinion that he wasn't good enough to make that. But he didn't let them limit that and say, well, I have a growth mindset, but I'm also going to combine that with effort. And let me share a statistic with you. It is also from another great book that I read uh, by award-winning writer Malcolm Gladwell, which he discussed in his uh, best-selling book, Outliers. When he was studying all these various outliers, and I won't go to go into it, you can go ahead and read that book as well. What he found is it takes 10,000 hours or approximately 10 years of deliberate practice to become an expert in something. So 10 years, you got to put in that effort. It's similar to, again, creating wealth. Now, another thing I see when I go and I talk to people that are young or people that I call Henwees, I show them mathematically, it's fairly simple, mathematically with time and discipline squared, aided by the miracle of compounding, to become a multimillionaire if you have high earnings and you're young, because you have the power of high income, which you can then translate into cash flow, and then you got the power of time mixed with the miracle of compounding to become a multimillionaire. But most people fail to get that. I'm not making those look at statistics of this country. Because, again, pointing back to that reference from Malcolm Gladwell's book, it takes 10,000 hours or 10 years to become an expert. So if it takes 10 years to become an expert in something like basketball, like the best doctor, imagine how long it's going to take to truly create sustainable wealth. So, again, things take time. Things take Discipline takes a growth mindset, and you need to put in that effort. Now, I thought I'd share some personal stories of failures in my life because nobody's perfect, and I want to show you how I put forth this concept into my own life. So I'll talk about one about sports, and I'll talk about one about finance. Now, the first one about sports is, as if you've heard this, if you've listened to this show in the past, I transferred over my halfway through my sophomore year, my junior year, played at a powerhouse football program in South Florida, St. Thomas Aquinas. And we ended up making it to the semifinals of the playoffs my junior year. And 
I actually gave up a sack to end the game, to end the season for my team. Now, this was extremely painful for me. I didn't give up a sack the entire season. And if you understand what a sack is, I played offensive line, which are those big oafs that help block for people. And a sack is when a defensive lineman or the people that are trying to get to the quarterback or trying to, trying to get the quarterback on a passing play, if they tackle the quarterback before they throw the ball, that's called a sack. So I didn't give up one sack in my entire career until that play. And that was extremely painful for me. I felt like I left my entire, my teammates down. The quarterback that they ended up sacking was actually the person that helped bring me over to that school. This was extremely painful, but I didn't let that get me down and say, well, you know what? We can never win a championship. I'm not good at offensive line. I'm not good at football. I use this to fuel me and to fuel every other member on my team the next year to say, hey, let's use this as a learning opportunity to get better. Pain plus reflection equals progress. And then the next year, we ended up having one of the most powerful offenses in school's history. And we ended up winning the state championship. We won the championship. So there's that. There's a mentality. There's an idea for you of a growth mindset. The second is in finance. So when it comes to finance, when it comes to investing, as everyone has heard, I've been doing this since, what, since I was 10 years old, learning about this, and it's constantly learning, is that I grew up learning about and reading about Warren Buffett. And if people understand who Warren Buffett is, people will say Warren Buffett is the best value investor of all time. And not to get into the technicalities, but a lot of value investing principles say, well, just buy something that is statistically cheaply priced whether that, that has a low multiple, whether it be a price-to-earnings multiple, price-to-book multiple, whatever is statistically cheap, you should buy that because it will eventually have reversion to the mean. That's also known as what's called cigarette butt investing, or Warren Buffett's original mentors was Benjamin Graham. And early on in my investment career, this was how I started investing. Okay, great. Let me just find something that's statistically cheap, buy it, and work for Buffett should work for me. I did make a lot of investment mistakes when I was younger. When you make mistakes, pain plus reflection equals progress. I started to understand, well, what is this? Why am I still making these mistakes? And then I really started to study more and more about Warren Buffett. And if you understood and, and studied Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett actually changed his investment mentality when he met Charlie Munger. Charlie Munger said to him, hey, Warren, Instead of buying these statistically cheap companies, which if you really understood the history of Berkshire Hathaway, Berkshire Hathaway was one of the worst, one of the last, sorry, value investments Warren Buffett made because he kept on buying this Berkshire Hathaway, which was a textile mill, and he, and he rode that into bankruptcy and they ended up being the largest equity and debt holder, which he then converted to owning the company. And Charlie Munger came along and said, hey, hey Warren, what we should be doing is we're focusing on owning the best businesses, the most profitable businesses, the highest quality businesses, and let those businesses do the work for you. Now, when I was also at uh, a large uh, investment firm, this was something that one of my former bosses and mentors had to drill into me as well because I made some, some investment mistakes by, that were statistically cheap, not necessarily focused on the quality of the business. And he also drilled this into me. He was sort of like the Charlie Munger to me. And I'm not saying I'm Warren Buffett, but just trying to draw the parallel. 
The point here is, is that you take these opportunities to learn. You have to have a great mindset, a growth mindset, but also put forth the effort. Now, number two, the second way to help you not just survive, but to thrive. Number two is having what I call swagger or what I define as humble confidence, the confidence that you know you will succeed, but being humble enough to continue to put forth that effort. Where does the term swagger come from and where did I develop this in my life? It was being a huge Miami Hurricanes fan growing up in South Florida in the 80s through the early 2000s. So if you studied and you watched the Miami Hurricanes and there's a great the ESPN documentary on them as well called The U. I'd watched the first one. They made, they made two. I'd watched The U number one. They talked about and studied the Miami Hurricanes and this swagger. And they knew when they would go forth and they would play teams, those teams feared playing them. And the Hurricanes knew that. But they always still put forth the effort. I mean, on those teams, you had stars, absolute stars, not only in college, but eventually in the Pro Bowl. Uh, sorry, investing in the Hall of Fame. People like Warren Sapp, Edger and James, Andre Johnson, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, just to name a few. So the number two way to help you not just survive, but to thrive is to have some swagger, have the humble confidence, have the confidence to know that you will succeed, but the humble ability to know that you must put forth the effort for you to succeed. And when we get back after this quick break, I'm going to go into the number three and the number four way to help you not just survive, but to thrive. Growing up, Jason Blumstein had become accustomed to a life of financial struggle and frustration. His grandfather, Julius, took the time to teach him the difference financial literacy can make. Since then, Jason has Julius to thank for pulling him out of the mud and pushing him to become empowered, educated, and independent. We want Julius Wealth Advisors to do the same for you. At Julius Wealth Advisors, we are committed to continuing the legacy of literacy and learning. Advising to us is much more than simply telling our clients what to do, it's teaching them how to do it. Our emphasis on client education is founded on the fact that we've seen its benefits firsthand. Our lives and our firm are built by the tools wise friends and family members have passed down to us, and our passion is to pass these tools unto you. Please call us at 201-289-9181 or email at info at juliuswealthadvisors.com to take your first step to be empowered to live your best financial life. Okay, welcome back to episode 11 of The Big Bow Show. Four ways to help you not just survive, but to thrive. And we are on now on number three. The third way that I believe to help you not just survive as a person, but help you thrive, is to help others. So if you think about us as human beings, human beings are creatures of a pack. We need people, we rely on others, and this is going back through our ancestry, going back to our cave people days, even as far as back then, we are, we are creatures of a pack. So we need to help others, whether that be within a community, 
in order to feel that you are not just surviving, but to thrive, you need to give back and also be selfless. And these are just ways that I've felt and that I've learned to help myself not just survive, but to thrive. Now, I'll also share another personal story with you. And if you go on my website, www.juliuswealthadvisors.com, and you read my initial blog called The 10-Year-Old Investor, you'll learn a little bit about my history and my past and what drove me to start and found Julius Wealth Advisors. And within there, there's a story about essentially since I was 10 years old, I always wanted to get into a goal was to eventually work for a major institution and help run a successful investment strategy. And I did. I got to that point. I got to that point and I I worked at a major firm for 12 years and I helped run a successful strategy for them for about six years and uh, as an analyst on the team. And about three to four years into the role, I started to uh, no longer enjoy it. And that was because I realized that I didn't know who I was helping, right? I would sit in an office all day. I'd get in to the office, say around 8, 8.30, sit in my office, analyze companies, stare at a screen, look at a spreadsheet. You pick a stock, it'd go up. You get a pat on the back, you go down, you get yelled at by people. And at the end of the day, I really didn't know who I was helping. So this really weighed on me and it got me into a very bad mindset of not a, not a good mindset that, that I've had throughout my, throughout my life. And so I realized that in order to not just survive, but to thrive, it doesn't necessarily matter how much money you make or if you think you're doing what you wanted to do since you're 10 years old, if you're not helping others and there's no one to also share your knowledge with and share what you know with, it doesn't allow you to thrive as a person. So I would encourage you, if you want to not just survive, but to thrive, to help others. Whether that's not necessarily in your day job or taking the knowledge that you know that you have in your day job to help other people, I think you'll get a sense of thriving and not just surviving. We've made it to number four. The fourth way to help you not just survive but to thrive and this one is also personal and it recently just happened in talking with my son now i'll share this with you the fourth one that i've learned to help you not just survive but to thrive is simple if you don't believe in yourself who will again if you do not believe in yourself who will You must believe in your own abilities. It doesn't necessarily matter what other people think your abilities are. It only matters what you think your abilities are and what you want to accomplish with your life and with your abilities. Where did this hit home recently? So my son came home, he's in fifth grade, and like his father, was fairly good at math and he enjoys math. And he was in the second highest math group in his class. And he came home about two weeks ago and said, they want to move me up to the highest math group, but I don't know if I want to go into it. 
And I said to him, why? Like, why wouldn't you want to go into the highest math group? Like, that's a huge accomplishment. And he said that I'm nervous, that I'm scared. He goes, what if I fail? What if I, what if I'm, what if I, what if I'm not successful? And I said to him, I said, the only person that you need to please is yourself. And if you do not believe in yourself and your own abilities throughout your life, no one else will. So I would encourage you to go into the higher math group and don't think about the word failure and believe in yourself and your abilities. And now he's in that higher math group and he's learning and he's growing and he's excelling. So that's a powerful statement. Again, and believe in yourself. If you do not believe in yourself, who will? You can't ask others to believe in yourself, believe in you if you don't even believe in yourself. And I'll finish this segment up with a quote that I read recently. It says, your progress in life begins in your own mind and ends in the same place. Every great accomplishment began with the germ of an idea in the mind of a great person, then was shaped by practical usefulness and finally transformed into reality. Make your mind a fertile ground for ideas through constant study and learning and condition through constant practice to discipline yourself to follow through on your good ideas. The most brilliant concept in the world is only a dream unless you take action. Even a mediocre idea that is put into practice is far more valuable than a flash of genius that languages in a follow, undisciplined mind. And I think this entire reading that I just stated encapsulates all four of the criteria that I talked about of ways to not just survive, but to thrive. The first one is your mindset. You gotta have a growth and not a fixed mindset and put forth the effort. The second is swagger or the humble confidence to know that you will succeed, but also know that you need to put forth that effort. Number three is help others. By helping others, you will have a bigger self-worth of accomplishment. And number four, if you don't believe in yourself, who will? So again, while there's a lot that's going on in the world right now with markets declining, wars, a lot of, uh, I would say, disagreement within our country as a whole, by not being able and having the mindset of, well, I'm just surviving. In my opinion, that is not good enough. And I hope this show has given you some powerful tools to help you not just survive, but to thrive. So with that, I will end the show as I've ended all my other shows by saying thank you for listening to The Big Bo Show. Always live a life of integrity. Always live a life of knowledge, obtaining as much knowledge as you can. And always live a life that you're passionate about. Until next time, all the best. Thank you for tuning in to The Big Bo Show.
Julius Wealth Advisors.